The Gideons were on a, a blitz or distribution at a major university in Brazil. And as they were doing it, there was a young student heckling them off to the side. And eventually he came up and he asked for his New Testament. So they gave him one. Then he took it and he yelled, I'll show you what we're going to do with these books. Throw them away like I'm going to do now. And he took it and he threw it. He had quite an arm. That thing took off and went clear up on top of a building. Well, the Gideons are non-confrontational. So what they did was just let him go and just kept giving out scriptures all day. And eventually toward the end of the day, uh, people were walking around with these and a, a gentleman comes up to them and he said, my life is a wreck. Cause I was thinking of taking my life today, but a miracle happened. Just, I was up on top of that building and God hit me in the head with this book. He said, can, can somebody please explain eternal life to me? Well, now Louise is our, our brother in Christ. The, the Gideons are an organization of profe professional and businessmen. Uh, our sole purpose is to win men and women, boys and girls to the Lord Jesus Christ. It was started over 120 years ago, initially by two men who met third the next year. Uh, a third man met with them. And they were trying to figure out what to do. So they started this organization basically for salesmen who weren't known for their honesty in those days. And they wanted to keep each other accountable. They were hoping that eventually they could grow the organization to be to the point of Gideon's army, which was the 300. At one point in time, we actually had over 300,000 members and auxiliary. Uh, currently, the, the number is closer to 250. We're in about 200 countries and in 100 different languages. We, we are non-denominational, uh, but we do believe that our salvation comes through Jesus Christ. Terry was a single mother, and just nothing was going right. She just she finally got to the point where she figured that her son would do better without her, that there's just no way she could continue. Well, she took a gun, she went into a closet, she closed the door, she sat down, she put the gun to her head, and she said, God, if you're going to do something, you better do it right now. Well, right at that moment, her son came bursting through the front door. Mommy, mommy, come here, quick. Mommy, come here, see what I have. Well, here... The Gideons were at that school that day and <clears throat> had handed out these New Testaments. And so she composed herself as best she could. She put the gun up on the shelf and she went out to see what was going on. And so they started reading it together. And within a few days, she accepted the Lord. And now she realized that it, it's God's direction, not hers. And because of that, her son still has a mother. No, we distribute to hotels, to motels, to nursing homes, to schools, to colleges, to universities, emergency workers, the military, and to the jails. When we put a Bible in a hotel, which is getting harder to do, it has the potential to last, uh, well, we keep it there for about seven years, has the potential to be touched by about 2,300 people.
At the end of that period of time, what we do is we take them out, we take the covers off because those could be a weapon in jail. We go through them, check them out, and then we, we put them into uh, the jails, the prisons, what have you. Now, Mary Kay Beard was able to do something at 27 years old that most people never will, never would, never would want to. She was on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. And she was a notorious bank robber and safe cracker down in Alabama. Eventually, she was caught. When she was doing time, which was all she had was time, there was really nothing else to do in there. Uh, eventually, she started reading the Bible. And she said the one day when she was flipping through, she came to Ezekiel 36, 26. It says, a new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put in you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. Well, she claimed those verses. She knelt down. She accepted the Lord. As she was in there in prison and, and walking around, she's thinking, God, what do you want me to do? There's got to be something I can do here. Well, she was instrumental in starting Angel Tree Ministries now, which is part of prison fellowship. And they give They've given millions of Christmas gifts to the children of the incarcerated. Now, the Gideons, our ministry, is an extension of your church. We're doing the work of the church outside the church to bring people into the church. Okay? As, as we speak to people and as people accept the Lord, we ask them to, you know, to get into a Bible-believing church. So, Now, the other thing is, we do not have Gideon Bibles. We're strictly Bibles placed by the Gideons. It took us 93 years to place the first billion Bibles. The second billion w was done in uh, 2015, which is about 25 years. Uh, now, before COVID, we were placing over 80 million Bibles a year, which basically equated to every time your heart beat, we were putting two scriptures out there. Now, we are uh, divided into camps in the different uh, areas within the different countries. So it, it's not one place trying to handle everything. In other words, I come from a camp that goes from the point in Pittsburgh between the rivers out to Murraysville. It's the Allegheny East Camp. You have several camps in Fayette County uh, where they'll have, they'll, they'll break it up. They're in charge of all of the churches to take care of the different programs that we have, maybe to speak in the churches. They're in charge of the hospitals, uh, the nursing homes, the hotels, the motels. They put the scripture out there everywhere. And also uh, <clears throat> I'm here today to ask for support. The, the main thing that I need really that we all need is prayer. Prayer is so powerful that uh, asking prayer for our members we have so many members in countries that it's very, very dangerous to mention the Lord Jesus Christ. So just pray for their safety. Uh, I'd like pray for open doors. Schools are closing on us. We can't get in. The hotels and the motels are all closing on us well, right now with COVID. But even before COVID, they were taking the Bibles out. So one thing that I would ask is when you travel, when this is over, when you go to a hotel, check and see if there's a Bible there. If there is not a Bible there, please call the front desk and ask for one. They may or may not have one. 
But it, they are a business like any other. And when you have clients or customers that want certain things, you're going to take care of it in order to keep them. So I'd really appreciate you doing that. Uh, the, the other thing is um, I want to thank you for church services. We have over 200 churches in our camp and we can get into less than 20. All right. It, it's getting that tough. And then the other thing that I'm going to ask for is uh, funds for scriptures. Now, currently we, we have millions of dollars of scriptures that people would like to have, but we don't have the money for it and, and we're not going to go into debt. Uh, mainly these are for poor countries. Today, you'll have a, a bulletin insert, okay, here, that if you have a chance and if, if you'd like to make a donation, there's an envelope here that the pastor had mentioned you can put in. If not, I just ask you to take one of these home with you, all right, and put it somewhere where you know where it's at. And if some point in time, the Lord leads you to make a contribution, you know, please use it then. It, it, it's very much appreciated and it, it makes a huge difference. The other thing we have is a card program, which you have here. We have cards for in memory, in honor, uh, thinking of you, praying for you, happy birthday, thank you. And we even have some say, thank you, pastor. Uh, so, and what you do is the cards are free. The Gideons themselves have, have paid for them. It's not from any donations or anything like that. And you just take the card that you want, depending on what situation is, and you put the person's name up there that it's for, and you put the number of Bibles and you send it off to them. And in that card is a little envelope, and you just put in the check or, or credit card information, whatever, and send it off to us. You know, a, a lot of people when there's someone passes, we'll give flowers. And I hope there's no florists in here. Uh, but <laughs> they're eventually going to end up in a landfill. All right. But you could give Bibles instead. You know, if you're going to spend 25 on flowers or 35, you're given, you know, five or, or, or seven or, you know, whatever amount of Bibles you want to give in that person's memory. And, It'll be interesting to see when we get to heaven exactly where th those Bibles went and how it affected people. Uh, the, the other thing that we have, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is uh, so as people get a little bit older, sometimes you think, okay, what am I going to get them for a gift? Well, some people don't need anything and some people don't have any room for anything. So what better thing is there to get them than to put Bibles out there in their name and in their honor. Uh, the other thing that we've come up with is this uh, little ornament. Okay. It says happy birthday, Jesus, that you can hang on your tree and you can make a donation to a Gideon's. It comes with a envelope that you can put uh, the money in and just send it off to us. But you can hang these on a tree. You can uh, give them to somebody else, what have you. It's just a reminder of Jesus' birthday that we get to celebrate because we know him. And if you stop and think about it, if you donate using this, other people are going to get to know him and they'll be able to celebrate also. Now, I want you to know all the monies that we collect go to the printing and distribution of scripture. 
when we travel to foreign countries or even to here or whatever we do, we pay for our airfare, we pay for our room and board, we pay for everything. We pay for the cards. Uh, There's no expenses that come out of your donation. And I really don't know of too many organizations that are able to say that. Another thing that we have, which is interesting, is called the Friends of Gideon's. And we have some of these. These are going to be in in the back uh, on the table with the the cards. And what this does, you just fill this out and you give us your email address. And by giving us the email address, what we will do is occasionally, we're not going to bombard you or anything like that, but occasionally we'll send you a little bit of information about maybe some of the testimonies that have happened from when people are are giving money to Bibles. Uh, You're going to have prayer requests from us when we're going into other countries, different things like that. Okay. Now, if you decide that you would want to become a financial supporter, and I think the number is $20 a month, you end up with receiving several of these New Testaments. Uh, It won't have the Gideon emblem on, but they are the New Testaments. The beauty of this is we always hear that all the answers are in the Bible. Where? That's a good question at times. So, but in the front of these, we have what we call the helps and you can go to it, and it will tell you, depending on what your situation is, what page to go to, in what book, and what verses to read. The other thing is, in the back, this will help you with your witnessing and leading people to the Lord. Uh, it, it just explains everything, and you're able to help them to come to accept Christ. Uh, I recommend if you do this, you get them to read it out loud. It seems to have a bigger impact. And whenever you would become a financial partner, we have a a book that you get also. It's called Secrets to an Open Door. You know, there's so many times that we would like to share Jesus with people, but we just don't know how to start the conversation. And this book is a big help in that. The third request that I have is... A lot of our members have the the light black hair. Um, A a lot of our members have the real wide parts. And more and more of our members are going on to be with the Lord. So we definitely could use some help. Uh, It's a thing where it's just whatever amount of time you can put in. You know, maybe you're good at finances. Maybe you're good at speaking. Uh, maybe you just come to a prayer breakfast every so often. You help us with blitz. We were, uh, when we do a blitz, we are at colleges or schools and it's, it's always just a, a few minute window when kids are going by and we need men to be able to pass out the scriptures at that time. Cause we just can't keep up with it. The Gideons were on a blitz in El Salvador and they were doing uh, distribution in the morning and the afternoon. And after the morning distribution, they decided to go get something to eat, take a break. Then they came back in the afternoon. And they see papers laying all over the place. So they picked one up and they said, oh, this is one of our New Testaments. So they picked up all the pieces. They put them away. And then they uh, just continued on with the distribution. Excuse me. At the end of the day, when the distribution was done, they were leaving town and they decided that they were going to stop for some refreshments 
And when they did, they walk up to the store and there's a young man sitting on a step and he's crying and he's holding a piece of paper. And he said to, to them, who is this Jesus? Well, several of the members stayed with him as the other ones went inside. When they got inside, the shop owner was there and he said, that's my son out there. I have never, ever seen him cry. Who is this man that's making him cry? Well, that day, the father and the son were both led to the Lord by somebody thinking they're destroying things. God has a different answer for things. Another thing we have, which I believe you guys do, is the Life Book program. Uh, with the Life Book, it's either the Book of John or the Book of Mark. And we give these out for free. The only thing we ask is that if we send them to you, please get them out to the students and have them get it out into the schools. There's a peer-to-peer thing that they can do distributions that we can't do. We can't get into the schools, but the kids are there. And if you stop and think about it, the way our schools are now, this may be the only opportunity that these kids have to hear about Jesus. So now we've given out millions of these and it's available for youth leaders, uh, youth pastors, whatever. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> now, there was a young athletic Hindu boy that great at sports, terrible at studying. But in their society, education is everything. He was studying to go to university, and he came to the realization there's no way in the world he was going to get in. And rather than shame his family, he determined he's going to take his own life. So he went into the science lab. He got a container. He took some of everything that said poison in it. Okay. Poured it in there. He took it home. He drank it. And when he drank it, it was so salty, he couldn't keep it down. The doctor said that's probably what saved his life. Well, he f fell over. He, he hollered for help. They rushed him to the hospital. He was all swollen up and everything, full of tubes, everything. Well, the Gideons happened to be there that day. And Gideon said, hey, I, I would like to read some of the Bible to you. But the boy's mother was there, who was also Hindu. And she said, no, I'll read it to him. So as she was going through, eventually she came to John 14, 19, it says, because I live, you shall live also. Now, he took this to heart, and some of you might have heard of him. His name is Ravi Zacharias. Uh, he just recently passed. Another thing that we have is the Bible app. Th this will also be in the back by the cards. Uh, this is a thousand different languages that you uh, have access to at your fingertips. You know, it's, it's difficult sometimes for us to get kids to carry around New Testaments or to carry around Bibles, things like that. But you always see them with a smartphone and they can download this on their smartphone. You know, we were doing a distribution at Pitt and as the guys were doing it, one of the students walked up to him and said, I'm a Christian, but I, I really, really wish that I could be able to read the Bible 
in my native language. And he said, well, where are you from? He says, Africa. So he opened the app, Africa. He said, what's the language? And here it was on there. I don't know exactly which one it was, but the student was just so happy to be able to read God's word in his own language. And the Gideons were at, on a distribution or a major blitz in Uganda in a town called Jinta. And they were going out into an area that was uh, very remote. They got stuck on the road. They, they couldn't get there. Eventually, they were able to get the, the vehicle back on the road and get to the school. But as they got to the school, they noticed that all the students were leaving. They apologized to the headmaster and said, we're so sorry. You know, we were stuck. We, we couldn't make it. He said, that's not a problem. He went and he rang the bell and all the students came back. And when they did, they passed out hundreds of these New Testaments. And the headmaster said, this is really good because now each student will actually have a book where they can learn to read. Can you imagine someone learning to read and, and it's God word, God's word that they're learning with? So, uh, eventually, the headmaster took them to the library that they had. And in their library, it consisted of two Bibles and uh, I guess about four or five of these. And one of the Gideons went over and opened it. And we have a decision page that I was telling you about in the back that you can actually sign when you surrender your life to Christ. He said that it was 25 signatures in there that these kids had been using it. Now, we had a blitz scheduled for this past October, but because of COVID, it didn't happen. Uh, we're looking at doing it next October. We're hoping to give away about 50,000 scriptures. And again, that's where we need the men because when the kids come out of classes and things, we've got to be able to hand them out. Otherwise, we just miss the opportunity. Michael Stanton was a college student in Philadelphia. And he wanted to be accepted as so many college kids do as, as so, so many people want. So he joined a fraternity and he was telling me that in this fraternity, you couldn't walk from the front door to the bedrooms without shoes because every time they drank a bottle of whiskey, bottle of wine or a beer, what have you, they would take it and they would throw it against the wall. Well, so there's glass everywhere. He said, the other thing is you couldn't walk straight back because there was a, a keg in a refrigerator that was in the dining room and had been there so long and leaked so long, there was a hole in the floor. So you actually had to go around. So Michael, uh, one day made his way back to his room. He hops up on his bunk and he looks up and right above him is one of these green testaments that someone had put up there. He, he has no idea what or who. So what he did, he just took it down, started reading it. And eventually he came to Matthew 6, 1. It says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from the fathers who is in heaven. He thought about that and he said, you know, I'm accepted by God. I don't have to be accepted by man. 
you know, he knew that God loved him for who he was. And it, he said, he just started crying. The tears were coming down like crazy. He surrendered to Christ. Well, Michael uh, started a ministry in Pittsburgh called open hand ministries. And what it is, they'll take old houses in Pittsburgh, in, in the bad areas, and they will totally redo them from, from the ground up. If it needs foundation work, they do it. They'll, they'll reside it. They'll put roof, they'll put windows, they'll insulate it. They put new furnaces, air conditioning. They do everything to these houses, new sidewalks, whatever it needs to make this thing that it's going to need no maintenance for many, many years. And then they go out and they take people that are either renting, you know, poor people that are renting or on welfare, what have you. And they'll spend about two years with them, teaching them how to use money properly, how to get uh, their uh, credit scores up to where they'd be able to get a loan. And they're able to buy these homes for a much less price than what they would normally cost because so much of the labor was donated. So many, much of the materials was donated. And then after they get them moved in, they spend a couple years with them just to make sure that everything's going to go good for them. Now, I just want you to think for a minute, you know, as you support us in any of these different ways, what an impact it can have on a person, on a family, and on generations. And I just want you to, you know, consider that as you consider any gift that you would give us. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it. Let's pray and let's remind ourselves as we sing our final hymn that uh, today another is another day that God is offering to save people. We're making the invitation here Churches across America are making them. Churches around the world are making them because God has given to us his word and he's promised that it will not return void, but will accomplish exactly what he wants to accomplish with it. So thank you for the testimonies. Really, really helpful. Let's stand together. Let's pray. And then as a testimony to the Lord, or if you need to be saved and you said, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be saved today. Because I've been thinking about it. I know I'm a sinner. I know I need to be saved. And I know, know I need to trust Christ. Uh, you can do that as we sing. But let's stand together. Let's pray first and then let's, let's sing. Gracious Heavenly Father, we pray for you to help all of us to examine our hearts today, to know where we are. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to think about our friends and our relatives and those that we know that we work with to know where they are. And we pray that when we make a personal evaluation of our relationship with you and we ask whether we're right with you or not, remind us that we can only be right with you through the shed blood of Christ and that his death and his burial and his resurrection is the, is the thing that we need to respond to in order to be saved. Lord, we come to you today and we pray, Lord, that if anyone who isn't saved needs to be saved, you would just encourage them in their heart to respond as we sing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.